this Friday. Your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley. It's anger. Let me at him. Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew, ew. Ugh. Sadness is in the house. Oh, no. Hello, I'm anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going. Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only theaters Friday. Get tickets now. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor's going to distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.com. FM to get started. I know that you are missing basketball, even though it's only been a week since the NBA season ended. Well, we have your fix right here on Drew League Weekly coming up. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. So, like, kind of low key yes. special request. To bring us in, yes. He, he Travis Scott, he you know, setting the mood. Yes, I like right? it. I like a mood it. of ambition, right? Something. If that's what you want to call it. <laughs> you are checking out the Drew League Weekly here on AfterBuzz Sports. You know, we started the AfterBuzz Sports thing this season with football and basketball and the NBA playoffs. So now we're continuing it this summer with a special little ditty. Yes. <laughs> over the summer with the best. Pro-Am League in the country, the only place where you can see high school, college, and pro athletes on the same floor, the Drew League, and it takes place right here in Los Angeles, California. I'm Jill Monroe, and you know me from After Us TV. I'm sorry, I'm like all into some conversations that we had earlier. I can't wait to talk sports. I'm not alone, as you can see, because obviously I have jokes. I'm here with Josh Rodriguez and D'Angelo. Hey, what up, y'all? What's going on, guys? I'm Josh Rodriguez. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Josh underscore Rodriguez underscore. Also, download the Anchor app. You can follow my station, my sports talk radio station called 10 Minute Drill in the sports section. We're featured. Follow us and listen every day. Yes, that podcast is popping, but you guys can hit me up on Twitter, on Instagram, with D'Angelo TV on Twitter, and D'Angelo on Instagram. All right, and we also have a special guest with us oh, in yeah. studio. He already cracked the two- a joke, so he knows <laughs> me. The 2016 Drew League Coach of the Year, Mr. Keon Kindred. We got to give it up. Give it up. Yes. Thank you, thank you. Coach of Redemption. And, and LA Loop. LA Loop. Okay. We <laughs> so we're going to talk about them. Um, oh, yeah. Follow me at Stiletto Jill. Oh, how could you forget? That? I, you know, easy. It Can't happens sometimes. So, so <laughs> all right. So as I said, the Drew League is the only place in the country where you can see the top players all on the same floor at the same time. It's the only place sanctioned for that. Um, it's been in around in L.A. since 1973. So, yes, 40-something years. Longer than most people in this room have been alive. Well. And... Um, <laughs> local kids, streetball legends, and professional stars together. So every summer, 
tons of pro stars come out and hit the floor, and we're going to cover it because we thought that you need a fix in between the season. I need a fix. Even though there's a lot going on, fix. we're going to talk about the off season two and get into all of that. And but it's good basketball. It's Y'all great missing basketball. Out on it so it's yeah. down at King Drew High School in Watts, California. Eastside. 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 <laughs> all right. So last weekend we went to game. Um, it's week four of the Drew League, and our game of the week was. Hometown favorites, which we feature NBA free agent Darrell Wright. He hit 25 in the first quarter, 42. Lit Keon's team Jeez. up Ooh. last weekend. We <laughs> personally. Are you living in the past? <laughs> bring him in a torch like that? I just had to mention it. Damn, we had to leave the studio. We just had to, you know, mention right, these fine. things. He was against the player of the week going into that. Right. Yeah, was that's hot. why was this hot. was our game of the week. 42. He was hot. 42. So, um, briefly, we're going to recap the game a little bit. Um, so, hometown favorites went on an 11-0 no, the Bulldogs went on a hometown favorites led the yes. majority of the game. Mm-hmm. Sorry, but the Bulldogs came back. They had a little bit of ambition in them. Um, was it the third quarter? They yeah, went on an 11 0 run. Full court press, turnovers. Lots of things. We don't have all the highlights from it this week. Don't worry, that's something that we got for you coming up. But just know that it was an exciting matchup, and the player of the game was James Wright. James and D'Angelo Wright. had a chance to talk to him about the game, get a little bit of information about him, and so that you can kind of start getting a feel for the players in the Drew League and understand why this is the best pro am in the country. Check it out. It's coming up now. Coming. Um, in the meantime, just so you know, the pl- actual player of the game for the Drew League, this is our choice for player of the game. It might differ from who the Drew picks, but this is our selection, was Tyrone Big 50 Riley with 17 points, 13 rebounds. He was not but, He was not shot. No, hold on, hold on. They took, they took a picture of Moochie after the game, did they not? They did. All right, so who was the player of the game? We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. The player of the game was James Wright. It was. Yeah, was it not James Wright? Yeah. Um, so... It was. Josh will tell you why after the segment. You got your feelings about him. He, he's, he's the face, though. He, he got a lot, of, he's a lot of personality. A lot of personality was on the floor killing, yes. but Josh had a problem with his game on Saturday. I d- Damn, he's just throwing <laughs> Not a problem. I'm throwing I mean, him under the bus. Just, you know, we'll talk about it. First, let's, let's, let's get talk to James. Let's get All right, so we're here with James right after his team got the victory against the hometown favorites. Your Bulldogs got the win. 12 points, 6 assists. How you feel about your game today? I feel good, man. Uh, First time out, well, second time out, was out on vacation with the family. And, uh, man, I wanted to win, man. What's the experience been like for you since it's your first time? Oh, man, it was good. You know, about to be 36 in in two weeks. Man, it's a good experience. Good to come out and play with the young guys, man, and mix it up, compete. Your team is fiery. Yeah. You got y'all got some talkers on the on the court. Yeah, for what, sure. What's it, what's it do for you guys' chemistry? Uh, I think it, it kind of you know it, it lights a fire under under us. You know it, it could be too much sometimes, but you know it's they play with their heart on their shoulders. And then so Darrell Wright was on the other side, and he's been killing it, dropping 42, 40. What did you guys <laughs> do anything to try to stru- make him struggle a little bit? Because he, he didn't have an off game a little bit. I mean, with, with players like him, man, players that's real aggressive, you got to just you know really. Take his name out of it, you know, the, the part of him being in the NBA and just do the best you can. You know, stay on your feet, stay, stay on the ground, 
and just uh, stay focused. And it felt like you had a really even game, but for people who haven't seen you, who's James Wright? What's your game like? Oh, man, just hard work. Hard work, gonna compete, man, play with my heart, you know, have fun, smile, and uh, play like it's my last day. Congratulations on the win, and thanks for coming over, bro. Appreciate, Appreciate you. Appreciate you. Right. Yeah, James Wright, he was he was very even. Like, his game was very even. I think that's why we liked it. Smooth. Yeah, he, he, didn't, he didn't overdo it at all and he, he was the floor general he was a leader on the court despite the fact that he didn't put the most shots up and I think that's that, that's what I learned from his game this he past really weekend. helped him out in the last um, quarters he was sort of the catalyst yeah. to that comeback so I appreciate it if yeah. so really quick Josh yeah what's up so why don't you share <laughs> the interesting observation you made about Big 50 alright Big yeah. 50 very talented guy you can tell he can move you can tell he's athletic for his size my problem with him is he just kept on shooting threes and just kept on shooting threes and you can tell that no one on that court could stop him if he just stood in the paint and got the ball and he went out on the lit. boards. Yeah. Hey, he, he killed it on yeah. the boards, but he just wants to stay outside and shoot threes. I think he hit two, but we were counting. Let's not no, pretend it was yeah. just me. We oh, were no, counting all three of us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. We yeah. all got into it. it. Was not, catch, I, and he just kept missing threes, and I was yeah. like, man, no one can guard you down low. And that's actually a compliment. So I'm not trying to insult the man's game, but Absolutely no one not. can guard him down low in that game in particular. Take the ball inside and score. Yeah. So it was kind of drive me crazy. Watching 50 play, Yes. did you see his his stature. Yes. So how long did you think he would have survived that game? <laughs> he played a lot of minutes, He's going to play the entire game. Yeah. He's the best yeah. player. He's, yeah. a, he's what they call the pride of the east side. So oh, you, this, you can tell. So this you is can tell. No, this no, is no, a no, logistical no. matter. Now, you tell this me. Is a, you this tell is a practical me. logistical matter. Now, this is just saying. me for the, watching him for the first time. You tell me what what his game is like. Can he hit that outside shot of consistently? Course. He's a shooter. He used to so he was just off. I mean, he had a few shots against us. We played him week one. Yeah. He finished the game with 26. He took 25 shots. Wow. And players like that are volume shooters. He's going to take a lot of shots. Well, and that's, this this is a team okay. that is has Chris Copeland, generally speaking. Chris so he's not going to get as many shots going forward. But maybe he just got you know he no he's I don't shots mind. While he I don't could. mind him taking shots. Yeah. But I, I think it's, it's not just the you, biggest guy agree. on the court. Yeah. You can tell he's athletic. You yeah. can tell he has moves. Go down low. He got that J.R. Smith mentality, man. You shoot yourself out of a slump. Is that um, um, sort of? Like. <laughs> <laughs> is that sort of you know part of because the new NBA, the new style? Anyways, everybody has to have a three point shot. Do you see that reflected down in some place like the Drew League? Mm. Of course. I mean, the the nature of the game has changed. The traditional big men are gone. Um, everybody's a tweener, which years ago tweener was a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now being six seven and being able to play outside and inside actually benefits you. So guys like fifty who are six seven. 250 pounds who can't really get to the rim and be athletic has to step outside and make threes. Yep. Well, so (laughs) (laughs) that's that. Shouts out to Big 50. We love you. You know, maybe you'll come on and be a guest. Watching them building. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So week four's player of the week was Jordan Hamilton. He is also a former pro player. We'll get back. Somebody that Keon is trained, has known since high school. Um, He was at Texas, right? He went to Dominguez High School. That's he went to, we'll yeah, she okay. went to college. Well. Um, where did he go to college? Texas. Okay, Texas. <laughs> um, right now, he's playing with Footprint. He's the oldest of the Hamilton brothers. You no, know, huh? he's the second. He's the second oldest. Gary Hamilton is the oldest. Oh. Okay, Gary Hamilton. Lurch. So see, when it's four of them, right? Yes, Lurch. Lurch. Okay, okay, so it's four of the Hamilton brothers all balling, all participate in the Drew League. That's one thing you guys know about the Drew League. It's very much a family affair, which we'll talk about in a second. But before we get to that, we want to show you the highlights from week four at the Drew League. So check them out, courtesy of Sam and the Drew League. We're going to pull those up. Um, Footprint is the team that Jordan Hamilton played for, going back for a second. They beat no schnacks. No schnacks. No schnacks. No schnacks. Mm-hmm. 88, 78. Um, 30, how do uh, people come points. up with these names? How did you come up with your name, Redemption? 
I got my name because I was tired of not winning the title. Okay. And every year I go into it upset. So this is like my redemption year. I like oh, it. Okay, okay, okay. I like it. So uh, that sounds good to me. Um, and your nickname was Gatekeeper? Gatekeeper? What's what's that? Right. Gatekeeper. The Gatekeeper. The Gatekeeper. What's that? Explain that to me. What's that about? Los Angeles basketball, right? Yeah. I mean. Okay, so explain it a little bit while we're waiting for the highlights really quickly. Why are you the gatekeeper of Los Angeles basketball? I believe because I have so much access to all Mm. the basketball players. Um, Guys my age, guys older, and even the younger guys coming up. um, Having access to the Drew, playing in it since I was in high school, coaching in the Drew now for my seventh summer, um, and having a project called Air West, which you've covered before and we'll talk about later. Um, I just have the biggest database of of basketball players in Los Angeles. Regardless of what you're doing in L.A., you pretty much have to go through. You got to come through. All right, we're going to check out week four highlights so you guys can take a look, kind of get the essence and vibe, see how many current stars in the NBA you can spot. I think maybe three (laughs) in this video. It's going to get popping in gelato. Yeah. Yes, yes, it is. Yes. That little voice of God that you hear, that's the booth. That's <laughs> they do all the dirty work, man. Yeah, they take care of it. I think I saw Rapper the Game there. It's his team, Birdie's Revenge, right? Damn. Austin, Austin Mills, Mills. from Pepperdine guy. Oh, look at that. Baylor. That's cool. That's really yeah. cool right there. Oh, look at me. <laughs> Coach Al. Good pass. Houdini's problems. Good yeah. team. Bigelow to Swag Sean Stevens. Look at that. You know there's so many dunks. It's ridiculous. DJ Young Free. <laughs> Music always popping. See how Music far it is. Nitty. Okay, Megadeth. He was also one of the players of the week. Not the player, but one of them. Oh, it's the Bob Brett. Damn. Out of West Georgia. Oh, that's my team. Chuck Garcia. Kiss my Chucks. CG2. Wow. Shout out to Nike, by the way, for branding the Drew League. I love the way they branded this league. I love the logo. I love the banners in the gym. I love the paint. Everything about it is dope. Yeah. Shout out to Nike. So, Keon, as the gatekeeper of Los Angeles and seven summers in the Drew League since high school, one question that we know somebody on the panel has, <laughs> tell you who it isn't, how does someone get to play in the Drew League? How does that happen? <laughs> you got to know the right people. You got to know, the, oh, that's what it is. You got to know the right people. You don't have, get like, is there a pedigree? Like, is there a process? What does <clears throat> someone have to do? I wouldn't say there's a process. Uh, the one thing about the L.A. basketball market is very tight-knit, you know, and we know all the talent. And if you're up and coming and you're special, we'll find you. And if you're not from here, once you get here, you better find us. Mm-hmm. So guys that are coming out here from different states want to play in the Drew League because they hear about it, they read about it, and they want to get involved. It's not that easy to get in the Drew League. You know, The Drew League is so important to the people from Los Angeles because your first game helps determine if you make it to the playoffs. So we don't have time to just like, oh, put on a uniform and yeah. have fun. This means something to us. So what what um, what are you guys playing for? I know that you're playing for Pride, obviously. Since Nike's involvement is their monetary compensation, what is the gold at the end of the rainbow, so to speak? Bragging rights. Bragging rights. Bragging rights. You know, no compensation because college players are going right, to be right. able to play. Um, but you're playing for that, that 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 street cred that that to walk away from this in September through December and be able to say, yeah, I want a Drew League, and you're going to be blasted over to social media, and then you're going to walk into the next summer with. 
special shoes and jackets that let everybody know you were the champs, and then to have your banner hanging in that in that gym is, is a special feeling. So Dan, you even get your banner hanging from the rafters. Yeah, the rafters, that's hot. It's dope. It's like so dope. for you, for you, uh, obviously you coach of the year, but uh, this year, what was the teams to look out for 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 guys looking? Uh, looking at the Drew League this year. Redemption. Yeah, the teams that you have to worry about. Um, the Drew League has always been top-heavy, so you know what your good teams are going to be mm-hmm. year in and year out since I've been involved as a coach. So you got to worry about teams in one bracket. Houdini's problems, they're undefeated. Birdie's Revenge is undefeated. Um, my second team is 3-1. Redemption is 3-1. Footprints is... Three and one, so there's a lot of tough teams. You got the Blazers, you got LA Unified. When, Damn. when all those guys come back, when all the NBA players can play, yeah. MHP, when Nick Young and DeMar DeRozan can play, Darrell Wright's team, hometown favorites. When yeah. Rumored is Russell Westbrook is playing this summer. Get so out of here! We got a lot of it's like, a lot of potential stars it's, coming it's in. It's tough. Yeah. It's a tough league, regardless if you're. 0-8, like Jug Life, um, JaVale McGee's team, um, they JaVale. struggle. They struggle early in the season, but after July 1st. They get loaded real fast. And <laughs> July last year, 1st is next Saturday. That's when it gets popping, yes. guys. Y'all got to get down there now. The line's going to be long. So, um, really quick, speaking of, since we're going to go back, we have one to watch. So, obviously, this weekend was Father's Day weekend. And the Drew League is a legacy league where you see fathers and sons, brothers, all playing together. So, this weekend, Metal World Peace the former Ron Artest. I still call him Ron Artest. Yeah, you guys still call him Ron Artest? <laughs> okay, we still call him. I mean, you know, wasn't he Panda for a second? You know, like, we just going to roll with Panda is the name of his Drew League team? Okay, so there you go. Well, his son also plays with him, Ron Artest third. And this season, Ron Artest, you heard a lot about him. He went to Beverly Hills High School. There were some matchups against Shaq's son, who played for Crossroads. You know, a little cross-town NBA daddy rivalry thing going on. Now, Ron Artest third hasn't been picked up yet for a school, but he's still out there, available. But... There was a special moment this weekend, guys. We yeah. had his um, his dad. He caught a lob from his dad in the middle of the game on Father's Day. How often do you hear about That's something dope. like that where you can see an NBA player, a future prospect, you know, lobbing off to each other, and they just happen to be father and son? So we do have that for you. Um, it's coming up in one second. Um, nope. Was that's it? another father and son that we're going to talk <laughs> about that's going to break Josh's heart. Um, no, that would be Russell Westbrook. Russ <laughs> yeah, and get yeah, I think that's it. Oh, guys, we're going to get this together. Um, and, well, that's actually oh, Keon's team, so we can roll Carrie with this. Carter, this is redemption. Let's look yeah, at Keon's team, light Carter, it up on the, the child. Get that. So, Kerry Carter, what do we need to know about him? He's a special up-and-coming talent um, out of West Covina. Um, College? High school? No, he's, uh, he's, a, he's a pro. He was player of the year oh. in Germany this past okay. season. Uh, pro B. He's just a special talent. The kid is going to be very, very, very special. What uh, it, what, with every sense of the word, he's going to be a big-time pro. What's his best element right now to his game? He's tough. For a light-skinned kid, he <laughs> might be the toughest light-skinned player I've ever seen. Um... <laughs> He just has a knack to score. Ooh, he's he's physical. Skates. He's athletic. He gets to the rim. Finishes. Um, you know, he's just, he's one of the yeah. best players ever kind of let's go beat outside of uh, Jonathan Gibson. Wow. Okay. He has great court vision. Nice shot. All right, so you see what you guys are missing. But see, never fear. If you're elsewhere, you know where you can come to get all those highlights, to get out all the information from the previous weeks right here, Drew League Weekly, Weekly. with us. Um, maybe we're going to check out, run our test now. And <laughs> maybe not. We'll see. Is that going to 
We'll see, maybe. Anyway, <laughs> let's talk to you some more, Keon. Oh. So, you trained, give me some of the names, the names that people will have heard of. Guys Just to I've impress them real quick. Uh, James Harden, Kevin Durant, uh, Victor Oladipo. Nice. Um, I've been involved in NBA Free Drive for five years now, so there's some up-and-coming guys, the names you'll hear called Thursday. T.J. Leaf, uh, E.J. Abuganogu, Devin Robinson, Jordan Bell. Uh, guys like that. So I've I've worked with a lot of the Los Angeles area, a lot of the LA pros. Some of our familiar names: Bobby Brown, Pooh Jetter, Marcus Williams, uh, Brandon Heave, Trevor Reza, Darrell Wright. Guys like that. Delon, his brother. So I've I've tried to cover every stone possible in any of the LA players. How, how did you develop your reputation as the guy to go to? That's fine. I got that reputation because I played. Yeah. Yeah, and you played at Domingo. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. a lot of it is just based off respect. Um, when I was a pretty good player, um, I'm not going to too long anymore. But um, played on the same team with Tyson Chandler, yeah, was ball. ranked nationally, had a knee injury that kind of changed the direction of his career. So I'll toot for you. That's what we're here for. Toot toot, little bit, little bit. It's just a respect thing. You know, guys know when you're teaching them or are telling them how to play the game, it has to come from a person that's been through it. Right. And I've been through it at every level. Outside of the NBA, I've been through it. So they're able to relate to me. I'm, as, as a I'm guy. I'm my peer age as well. So mm-hmm. it's a guy that a few years older than you is telling you, hey, I saw this overseas or I know how this looks when you get to the NBA. As a guy who had like that, you, a lot of unco- uncontrollable factors in regards to your hin- injury history, is there a, a, a wisdom you can share to the players going forward to avoid a situation like that? Is that kind of just some part of the game? Don't overtrain. Yeah. Um, that's the one thing I teach a lot of my guys. You know, we we hear this constantly stay in the gym, work out, work out, work out, but, you know, take it from me, you need rest. You know, sleep is very, very important. And a lot of guys have to, you know, stay stay away from the negative parts of the game. You know, stop going clubbing and smoking mm-hmm. and drinking, like that stuff. Your body will never forget what you do to it. So if you're playing at this level, the, the elite level, you need to become elite in off-the-court things, eating, sleeping, uh, massages, yoga, those type of things. You have to be an elite player throughout your entire life. Do you change up? I know, obviously, you change up the training, um, the training regimen based on the player that you're dealing with. But do you also change it up depending upon where they are in their career? Someone coming into the draft. What What are some of the main differences between someone that's just coming in, sort of just starting out on the professional level, and maybe someone that's a vet that's trying to refine parts of their game or come back and add something to it because they're sort of being displaced currently? My first NBA pro would be a great example of this. I trained Flip Murray. Ron Flip Murray played in the NBA for about nine or ten years, and he was on a decline and trying to get back into the NBA. And a lot of that was just trying to get him in shape, you know, get him in the best shape of his life and, and helping him understand the little parts of the game that were changing versus when I have these pre-draft kids, these guys that are fresh out of college who have eight weeks to get ready to change their entire life. And a lot of that is helping them understand the language of the game. You know, it changes from college where – you're, everything's a system, and in the NBA, it's a lot about individuality, hmm. being able to just get the ball and make it happen, or knowing where to be on the floor. Because the vets in the NBA are not going to tell you. You know, we don't want to. We don't have to hand feed you and hold your hand through it. Like this is the NBA. We're getting paid to play. Do your job, or you get replaced. Do you feel like the high school guys who come to the Drew League? Is there a is there a step above that they have to meet, or these guys, some of these guys who are about to go to D one teams and stuff like that? Do you feel like the the atmosphere from a, from game to game prepares them a little bit more than maybe they would have been if they didn't do it that summer? Not necessarily the atmosphere, but more the physicality of the mm-hmm. game. 
you know, being able to go into an, a gym and see someone 27, 28 who is physically developed, yeah. you know, and that's the luxury a lot of these kids have and some don't. You know, we got a chance to see Lonzo Ball coming out of high school mm -hmm. into the Drew League with a thin frame. And if you look at his scouting report going into the NBA, the first thing they say is his weakness is his body. So one year removed from college, he's still small in terms of the NBA game. Yep. So you have guys like uh, Stanley Johnson who walked into the Drew League <laughs> and was ready professionally yeah. out the door. So it's like, you know, that's the, the one thing. You know, I've seen guys like Cody Riley. I've seen Marvin Bagley. These kids are getting bigger, you know, and – that's going to be the one thing that saves them going forward. All right. So um, with that, we're going to get into a little NBA offseason news. We have some things to talk about. that are going today. To, it is so popping. Yeah, Can you believe the season's only been over a week and no. so much activity? Um, the dominoes are falling from the Golden State Warriors winning the title. Before we get into that fully, though, Josh, What's as up? a Knicks fan... Did you see Melo on Father's Day yes. out there yeah, with nice. him and nice his moment. son? So we have another little Father's Day ditty. It was Melo going shot for shot with his son, Cayenne, on the court. Hoodie Melo out there. Yeah. Day Melo's too. been working hard this offseason. We know so he can shoot. Feel, we know he can that shoot. There he goes. <laughs> shot for shot with his son, getting it in there. So how do you feel that there's talk, you know, Phil Jackson may buy him out? Porzingis, maybe I'm on the more trading block. I'm more concerned with the Porzingis talk. I mean, you need to build for the future. You're going to get rid of the one building block that we have. It's it's ridiculous. I know he offered the Suns uh, Porzingis for Devin Booker and Suns the, the uh, first round draft pick, which would be the fourth the fourth pick in the draft this year. I actually would, wouldn't mind that because Devin Booker is someone you can build around. But I don't know. Fire Phil. Don't get me started. Um, so do you, but do you think that the thing with Porzingis is really more so about him not um, closing off from Phil and Phil kind of making a little power play like, hey, remember, I still control your destiny? Yeah, he doesn't like Phil Jackson. No one in that organization likes Phil Jackson. They don't want to be around Phil Jackson. Dolan needs to fire Phil Jackson. That's basically where I'm getting at right Josh, now. Let me help you out here. Let me give you some inside information. Oh, oh, here we go. How, That's yes. why we like having the insiders works. in there. On how this works when you're looking at NBA marketing, when you're looking at NBA salaries, the reason the Knicks would get rid of any potential building block as like a Porzingis is to make Carmelo get out of his trade clause. If you get rid of the one player that makes you good, you're going to right. go to that you're extent. To, that's, that's as far as you have to go. Why would you get rid of a part? You drafted him early. Mm -hmm. He's a lottery guy, and he's a top five player in his position, top ten at the, at, right. the, at the least. If you get rid of him, what are you telling Carmelo? I'm not going to give you any help. I'm not going to bring any players over here. So opt out. But not actually opt out. I like Carmelo already knows that, though, don't you think? But he's stubborn. He's stubborn. They're telling you we don't want you here, and Carmelo's still here. Yeah. So you know what? I'll just get rid of all the good players. And you think he'd you waive move. his no trade clause to anybody? Would you rather play the entire season? Mind you, Melo's my age. We're same same class, right? USA teammates. Carmelo is in the latter part of his career. Like you're about time to get a ring, start ring chasing. You know, you you you've been a elite superstar in this league for many years. It's time to kind of play the second fiddle. What LeBron, do you think is a good tree and um, <laughs> that's not happening. Melo to the Clippers. Yeah. What do you think is a good situation for Melo? What do you think is like an actual championship situation? for If him? he's taking a pay cut, go to Cleveland. Mm -hmm. You know, but depends on which Melo we're talking to. You know, the one that's about to get divorced and needs the money, or <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey, I mean, let's be real. Let's I mean, be real. So I'm saying, like, it depends on which Melo you're talking to because he's going to take a significant pay cut to play for any other team outside of the Knicks. Mm -hmm. I, I understand that logic. I just don't think cutting KP, uh, cutting ties with KP is worth it. To be honest with you. We need we need building blocks. Knicks have nothing right now. We really Josh have nothing except fan. KP. Yeah, I haven't noticed. Nothing. <laughs> yeah. 
oh, well, in Lakerland, <laughs> there's news. There's hope in Lakerland. I've been um, traded to the Lakers. <laughs> you guys haven't heard. D'Angelo Russell, I've got ice water in my vein. In Brooklyn. And a phone in my other hand. Will now be taking his show on the road to Brooklyn along with Mozgov. Bye there. Bye. Yeah. See you later. For Brooke Lopez and his one-year rental contract to make room for, who Lava. knows, in the and summer of 2018. Um, you know, a lot of moves took place today ahead of the draft. Everybody is trying to figure out ways to contend with Golden State. Cleveland, as we know, fired their GM. Seems really foolish. LeBron doesn't seem happy. LeBron to L.A. in 2018. Not happening. Get over it. Yes. It's going to happen. <laughs> it's gonna happen. You, you, you say really LA, you mad. say the Clippers. It could be the Clippers or the He's Lakers. Not the Lakers have LA. Room, but it's more LA. likely the Clippers. Watch, Jerry West is here. There's a lot of magic that can happen. The the, um, the, um, D'Angelo, not D'Angelo, I'm sorry, DeAndre Jordan is reportedly on the trading yeah. block for yeah. the Clippers. There are lots of things that can happen. You know? Yeah. Look at how much activity is taken. Dwight Howard was moved to Charlotte. He and his newly developed three point shot. <laughs> Oh, and man. tight shirt and hat. Let's not throw Dwight under the bus anymore. <laughs> we didn't throw him under the bus. He just, he so just said yeah, he about a yeah. week and a half ago. In Orlando. A week and a half ago, he said that he's working, you know, it's a new NBA. There are no, really no players that play with their backs to the basket. It's what, him? Does Boogie play with his back to the basket? Mm-hmm. Not, no, not really. really. You know, yeah. so it's really just him. Towns. Towns. No. But he can do it no. all. Cat stays on the perimeter. Yeah. You know, so he, Dwight is trying to extend his shelf life in the NBA. He's heading into, what, season 14? Now this is season 13 that wrapped up. So he said Damn. he wanted to develop a three-point shot. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. 2004. Well, he got that contract so, now. He good. And he has that contract in Charlotte. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> hold, back to the Lakers really quick. Shout out to Magic Johnson because that's a really good deal. Yes, it is. My personal is that a good deal? My that's a great deal. My mind. You get Brooke Lopez for a year. He's a I'm solid basketball player. Russell. That's what it is. DeAndre Russell, I mean, he, he's been in the league, what, three years now? Two years now? As a, as a person sh- who's wa- had to watch John Wall develop, it took a long time. It takes but one in three years. He's a Wizards fan. He's a Wizards fan. I'm just saying, it takes a minute It takes a minute for guys to develop his game. you saying there's nothing there for DeAndre Russell? No, I'm not saying. Right, DeAndre don't have I'm not saying. Okay, so you're saying there's nothing there. He, that's it. No, no. He's, it's something there. It's just not there for LA. Okay. He needs a, 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 re- need Lonzo. a restart. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I think I that the... Is he going to be upgraded? Hold on. You don't, want, you don't want Lonzo going to the Lakers? You don't think that's a good fit for him? I don't. I'm, I'm not as sold on Lonzo as the world is. And nothing to do with his father. No, yeah. It's yeah. just from a, a, a statistical and a analytical view. You know, if you break his game down, it doesn't translate so much into the NBA. In what way? He doesn't. If you look at his college stats, he shot twenty-seven mid-range jumpers. Mm-hmm. Okay. So mind you, as a trainer and a coach, I have to watch over. I have to look at these things. So in the NBA, when you're talking screen and rolls, when you look at the guys like Chris Paul, when you look at Russell Westbrook, there's a gray area between the three-point line and the layup. Yeah. And he cannot make that shot. Okay. He struggles at it. He, he doesn't even take it. So if you want to look at his game, he becomes your modern-day Rajon Rondo, which when he was with the Celtics hurt them. People are backing off under the free throw line, forcing you to take that shot. But do you think it's something that he can learn to develop and primarily be a distributor on a team that right now kind of has a lot of shooters, and I'm sure they're going to add more to it with the Lakers? Sixers wise, the Lakers don't have any shooters. Well, uh, Russell was one of the shooters. He like, right, he's, one of the he's gone. But um, I think going back to really quickly about him moving, I think that he needs a fresh start. I think that that cell phone video was a killer. <laughs> no matter, no, really. Well, I mean, that's got to kill the locker room. That yeah. I mean, a locker room yeah. killer. You've had players. 
players on other teams come out and say, hey, I'm sure he's a cool guy, talented, but I wouldn't want him on my team. You know, he just needs to go. I feel that he will be in a better environment. There have been questions about his work ethic, if maybe he's a little entitled. So I think that those things are hard. They You come into L.A., he came in with Byron Scott, who doesn't like rookies anyway, and is obviously going to go yeah. harder on him. I just think that a fresh start might do him well in order to develop his game where some people think that it could be. Good well, luck in Brooklyn. Bad place to yeah, good luck in Brooklyn, start. man. Yeah. That is a mess. It's a, mess. Yeah. It's a dying field. Yeah. Uh, players go to Brooklyn, they retire. They do? So... But the Lakers hasn't exactly been a winning franchise. But it's for LA. The you know, you have, you have LA, the resources. You have Magic Johnson there, who's willing to make moves. I mean, Paul George is going to be a Laker. He's basically said, "I'm going to be a Laker." I mean, the Lakers are my team. I have, I'm not yeah. saying anything like that. Yeah. I'm just saying. I think for D'Angelo, though, his time in LA was up. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, just out of curiosity, so who would you take as for the second pick? You got to look at what what your needs are, you right. know, and long term needs. I'm not sure. If, like mind you, I think Lonzo's a great player. I think right. he's, he's exceptional. But in terms of what the Lakers need, I don't think you need a guy that can control the floor. Like he's, He reminds Magic so much of himself. But that era is so over. Yeah, yeah. The guards in this NBA now can score. Yeah, they do everything. And I don't know, based on what I've seen, mind you, he has years to grow. Based on what I've seen, I don't know if he can come in and be that dynamic of a guy. Is he is he coming to change the Lakers, or do you give him the same window you gave Russell? Because when you drafted Russell at number two, it was the same exact thing. Yeah, he's a floor general. He's a bigger guard. He's he's, he's actually a better shooter. Lonzo may be more athletic. He does kind of all the little intangible things. And look what you got out of Russell. But do you think the, um, Lonzo is a better leader and will motivate his uh, the team around him more so? Because I think that that was another piece with um, Russell that they kind of felt was lacking. He wasn't, you know, inspiring the team in any way. He wasn't seen to be a leader. And I know this is random, but if you follow him on his Insta stories or Snapchat, this season he seemed really aloof from the rest of the team. Like, he didn't seem to be as locked in when they would be doing little group stuff. And I think, I know that's such a small thing, but I think those things are telling. It goes to mm-hmm. chemistry, which you see the direct effects of that on the court. Yeah, so. It'll take time. I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll see after Thursday. So, draft order switched up. Any predictions? You guys, any surprise thoughts? What do you think your team's going to do? Uh, we don't have a pick to the second round. Um, Markel Fultz is going to go first. That's my prediction. DMV. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what we're doing in the I'm draft. just hoping Phil doesn't mess this up. I mean, what are you guys picking? Eighth? Yeah, we're eighth. I'm hoping to get Dennis, Dennis Smith. Smith Jr. Dennis Smith. That's who I want from Dennis North Carolina State. Jr. will not help you. <laughs> oh, tell us why. Tell us why. Well, because I mean, he's, he's a freak athlete. Yeah, that's what I'm that saying. I mean, at that point, what, who are we going to take? Tell me about that kid from though. Arizona. Uh, Mac. No, I don't want him. He's a he's a poor man. I don't I don't, I don't even like him. To be honest with you. Sorry to like him. Yeah. How do you feel about Markel? I mean, we. I feel like because Washington was so bad, we obviously didn't get to see him on the platform. But I've heard James Harden comparisons, Russell Westbrook comparisons. What do you, What do you feel about his game? I mean, I've heard in our inner circles closer to Damian Lillard. Okay. Um, he's a, he fits the NBA game. He can score. Yeah. He has a, a, a plethora of, of ways to score. You know, he's a decent outside shooter. He can get to the lane. He has floaters. He's athletic. He can get to the rim. Decent size. You know, he's what the NBA is now. Looking like it, so we should we can expect numbers from him this season. You think? I mean, you expect the same thing when the Nuggets drafted Emmanuel Mudiay. Yeah, yeah, guys that can fill it up, but it takes it takes time, it takes the right situation, and it takes they have to have it in them. There has to be something internal that only they know if they can reach that 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 plateau or that that peak of of excellence where it's like I'm gonna do this every night. And Mm -hmm. in college, you play thirty games, no more than thirty five. 
That's two college seasons in the NBA. Mm-hmm. 82 games. Mm-hmm. So what about De'Aaron Fox? No one's mentioned him. Do he can't shoot. The Lakers, I, I, yeah. He does everything. He's really athletic. He, does, yeah. he can't shoot, man. He's, he's like a consistent like, shooter. He shot like 20-something percent from three-point range. He can't really shoot a mid-range. I mean, he can get to the... Consistent. You know what I'm saying? He's, he's not a consistent shooter. He's okay. a wall comparison, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah exactly. I think that's his... Yeah. I think, so he needs... Same thing John Wall. Couldn't shoot. And mm-hmm. in his last two years, his percentages are going up. And in Dad Wars, you know, Darren's father, Darren, <laughs> had a shout-out to Lonzo Ball. He's like, my son already ate his ass up twice when the two played. I'm sorry. He had a shout-out about Lonzo to yeah. LeVar. So, you know, he's like, LeVar can say what he wants. I just want to tell him to go back and watch the film. That's all. All the yip yap things. <laughs> Shut it down. You know, so Dad's talking trash, going Yay. into the NBA draft. I like it. I'm okay with it. Yeah. I'm not okay with those shoes, but that's a conversation <laughs> another day. Do you know? Because you can't sit up there and sell a $490 shoe and say it's a performance shoe, not a lifestyle shoe, because lifestyle shoes don't necessarily have a price that winds up with it. But a performance shoe that nobody's tried, that you can't return, you don't know what the toe box is, you don't know what type of ankle support has, all of that is important in a shoe that you want people to wear on court. Preach, Jill. Preach. So, I just wanted to get that out there. <laughs> Shout out to a big baller brand, though. <laughs> anyway... <laughs> That's it for our first Drew League show. But After Buzz Sports is keeping it going. Thursday, there's the NBA Draft Recap with Josh. He'll be here. D'Angelo. And then Monday, we're back again with the NBA Awards. We're going to see Russell Westbrook. Hey, let's check out Russell Westbrook hitting his walks real fast. You know he's going to get that MVP award at the NBA Player Award on Monday. (laughs) Regardless as to what Josh thinks. Over the weekend, he was partying, celebrating his little brother Ray. What's the LA folks right Look at him, look at him. Hey, so, hey, shout hey, out to Russell Westbrook. Hey, hey, that's that's what I'm saying, LA MVP. folks are a little different out here, man. Y'all a little Whatever, whatever. That's you know. the most regular clothes I've ever seen. Maybe he only put on a show when he walked into the games, but he actually wears regular clothes. Nah, shout out to Russ. <laughs> shout out to the MVP. You know that's what's going to happen. And then Tuesday night, back here for the Drew League Weekly Recap. Make yeah. sure you hit us up on Twitter. Follow us all. I'm Jill Monroe. You can find me at Stiletto Jill. Josh, where they can find you? I'm Josh Rodriguez. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Josh underscore Rodriguez underscore. Download the Anchor app. Follow 10 Minute Drill in the sports section. Me and AJ Kelly do a sports podcast every week, and we take phone calls, all that hot good takes, stuff. Also, let us know what you think should be on the Drew, we- Drew Weekly Show, and we'll cover it. Yeah, yo, thanks for joining us again, guys. Look, we're gonna have we're gonna have plenty of interviews that we're gonna give to you guys uh, for you guys to see next week. In addition, we're gonna have a fashion fan of the week. So if you go to the Drew Drew, Drew Weekly. Dress well, because we're going to try to put you on the show. We're going to give you all some attention. We we're definitely paying spotlight that, you. Yeah, we're paying attention spotlight to your like kicks you. and your whole look. So bring your, get, bring your A game. Hit me up on Twitter or on Instagram. I'm D'Angelo TV on Twitter and at D'Angelo on Instagram. He survived. And thank you to our special guest, yeah, yeah. Coach Keon Kenya. Oh, Air West, the best private run in L.A. Yeah. takes place on Wednesdays. Mm. Secret run. Follow Air West on Instagram and Twitter if you want more details about that. Yeah. And make sure you're back here after Buzz Sports checking us out. Blah. Sorry, guys. Checking us out every week. I'm Joe Monroe and thank you for checking out episode one. Thank you. From executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. 
I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Uh, you later. Later. Yeah. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 